Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. You're about to listen to a Sue Clinch production. I should warn you, the following is not suitable for children. There's a lot of fucking swearing and stuff. To be honest, it's deeply inappropriate. And I actually think pretty fucking rude. Enjoy the show. Hope it gives you some comfort. I am a man. And a man is who I am. Hello once again, my blessed saints, my peculiar priests, my perky parsons. All of you should get a knighthood. Really, I think you should. I've been campaigning for this on the internet. I think every man, woman and ape in Britain should get a knighthood for services rendered um, to this country for staying the fuck home. Really, well done, all of you, except obviously for buying essentials like booze and exploding cigars. Honestly, giving them to mother is the only thing that's keeping me sane. She falls for it every time. Give us a fag, she says. I give her a fag, light it up. (laughs) Hilarious! We laugh like drains still, at least I'm stopping her actually smoking which may save her life. Hmm, maybe I should stop. Oh, gosh, come on. I know that sounds harsh, but then she's not your mother. She wants maybe go to school in a giant Brillo pad. I'm Anna Mann, actress, singer, and inventor of the phrase, suck on this. I improvised it in the infamous 1983 video nasty, Lollipop Killer. Everyone thought I was very clever. No, but I do believe you should be knighted. I really do. I know it sounds facetious, and it is. But I just think we should give everyone a knighthood. But then, hang on, would a knighthood have any value? I don't know. In which case, maybe we should have a sort of tier, like you can have a a really good knighthood or just a sort of average knighthood. You know, or we could just scrap the whole stupid fucking thing. It's silly, isn't it? The whole bloody elitist award knights and stuff like that that Britain has, you know. You gotta be careful what you say now, one of that's unpatriotic. Shut up, Sue. Sorry, that was my best friend, Sue Clinch. She's not well. She's been on Twitter all day and it's really put the shits up her. It's driving her mad and us. The old free speech brigade are out in force again, claiming unless every tweet you make is dripping with nationalistic pride, then you should shut the fuck up. One person tweeted, unless your next tweet, hang on, I'll read this out, unless your next tweet is in support of our queen or country or both, you should really consider hoovering off your own face. Fuck. It's really bringing out the worst in people, this situation, it really is. It's so hard, though, being stuck inside. People are becoming so judgmental. Earlier, people were giving me real evils just for sitting in the front garden. I mean, yes, it wasn't my garden, but still. I found an old space hopper up in the loft earlier. I think it was my late husband, John Smells, Smellsy. So I thought I'd take it out for a bounce. I look online and there's absolutely zero guidance. I mean, it's a half hour for a run or an hour for a walk, but space hoppers, literally nothing. Which I know is a very obscure 
niche mode of transport and very dated. But still, I think they should cover everything. I really do. So off I went, bouncing out. Sue comes thundering after me. Anna, stop. Piers Morgan will get you. And she burst it there and then and sending me sprawling onto my ass. I was absolutely furious. But Sue made up for it later by hunting down half a bottle of Cinzano from next door's bin. At least I hope it was Cinzano. Fuck it. It knocked me out for an hour. It was worth it. I've been giving everyone little bits from my memoirs. Today I'd like to talk about a little apocryphal bit. You may remember last day. Last day? I was talking about my husband John Smells Melzy and how we lost him. After John died, I was in a real mess. I mean, he was all that kept me together. He really was. But it was theatre, as always, who came to the rescue. I met a man, a producer, lovely chap. I want to say Fred Fingers. Um, Dave Toes. Anyway, he got me in a shoe. Uh, a show, I mean, but also in a shoe. Long story. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So this show, or shoe, was a translation. It was set in a shoe. It was a translation of a wonderful book he'd brought back from China. The name of the book, it turns out we actually got wrong. Saw this book and he thought we must put this on. You know, it was a very brave story about one man's flight from China, or so we thought. He translated it completely wrong, in fact. I mean, Fred slash Dave, whichever one it was, he was very arrogant in this sense. You know, he was a perfect example of a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, um, unless you're changing a fuse, you know, then you don't need to know that much, do you? He translated it into this play, and none of it made sense at all. I mean, we rehearsed it, we went through it, we really questioned the lines, you know, we really dug deep into it. I remember one line was, fish me up, mother, fish me up! And we worked so hard on it, we spent hours trying to work out what it could possibly mean. Years later, after we'd done the six-month run of that play, we did what arguably we should have done in the first place, which was get it translated by an actual person from China. And they told us that what the line was, fish me up, mother, fish me up, was actually now is the winter of our discontent. You'll see, the book was in fact a Chinese translation of Richard III, which we then translated into complete nonsense. But the wonderful thing was that people loved it. They had no idea how bad it was. And that's something I'd like to make a point. That is something I really do miss about not being in the theatre. What I love is you can just get away with some real awful dribble. And people love it. They actively want you to confuse them. It's brilliant. The trick is, when they try and pin you down at the bar, you know, when they sort of go, oh, I love that bit. Does that is that about blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah? And what you say is... Well, that is one interpretation. It's very clever. It really confuses them. But of course, really you're thinking, I'm just here for the free drinks. Every year, the theatre community get together and decide which plays we're going to pretend to understand. It started back in the day with Waiting for Godot. No one knows what's happening and that is why it's good. One year at the Crown and Sceptre, way, way back, everyone was there before I was even born. And they, someone had a copy of this, waiting for Godot, and said, should we all just pretend we get this? Oh, but the theatre was wonderful, it really was. It really did save my life back then. And um, it was during that play, actually, that I met my third husband, Jim Peach. Um, lovely little chap, really, really cute. Um, bit dull, but, you know... He he was he was there 
and he was nice. He was kind. He was a really kind man. A bit dull, but he was a really kind, kind man. Um, sadly, we lost Jim Peach somewhere in the marketplace of Marrakesh and has never been seen again. Anyway, come back tomorrow, my darlings, when we'll be talking more of this achingly important nonsense like waiting for Godot. I love you. Be visceral. Be real. Most of all, be kind. And if Twitter is doing your nutting, get off it. Except to go on my Twitter account. I'm up to 700 followers, which is not bad. Um, I mean, it's not good, obviously, but you know, it's it's getting there. So tell your friends about this show. You're wonderful. Oh God, someone just went past on a bike. Get inside, you maniac! Fuck, it was Piers Morgan. Right, I'm, I've got to go. Bye. That was a Sue Clinch production. I hope you enjoyed it. Anna's going to be doing one every fucking night. Uh, please do listen to her regular podcast, Talking to Actors, every Wednesday, starting again uh, soon. And if you want to be a Patreon, then do it. Go on Patreon. Look up Talking to Actors, Anna Man. Give us a quid. We're fucking starving here. Also, you can follow... Anna and Colin on Twitter. Colin O Comedy. Anna Man Actress. Instagram, Facebook. You know what to do. Alright. Take care of each other. Uh, we'll get through this together. Great Big Owl.com. All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Backpush. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. You can't tell me what to do, you ain't my mother! I love it when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up with a novel on the top. I think I like you, Lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Box Delights Pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.